Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh, boy. This is a great light and everything. Anyway, okay. So, you know, this week I did promise you that I would have someone here, uh, but she had an, an emergency come up. So I'm here, everybody. Um, and uh, I took a poll this week in the Facebook group. And the one thing people wanted to talk about was lead conversion. So it sounds like that is where, like, I think it was like 58% of people voted to talk through lead conversion. So I put together my five-step plan for you on what I think it takes to convert leads. I know that we've got some awesome brains here. So um, anyone is welcome at any time to hop on in and um, give me your input. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a presentation um, prepared for this, but I can't log in. So, Milo, you might you have it. So I might just have you. Can you do a share screen from from where you're at? Can you pull up the presentation and do a share screen? So I'll have you drive. Yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. So basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it pretty simple for you. I mean, to be honest with you guys, converting leads is not rocket science. It's not hard. It really isn't. It's a matter of having a system, of having a plan, and being consistent right? That's, that's li literally all it is. But if you're missing one of those three things, it will seem really, really, really hard to convert leads. Okay. So the other thing I want to put out there is like, when you're, when you're thinking about lead conversion, you've got to remember that like, you're putting money, you're, you're spending money for, for leads. You're spending money. So if you are not working to convert them and working to actually like make them turn into money, you are wasting your money. That, I think a big, a big point for me was at one time I had like a hundred leads come in and my lead spend was $3,500, $3,500, which is a lot, right? And none of those converted, none of those converted. And so that's when I really had to get, get like fine tuned with my system on actually how to convert leads. Because what happens is without that system, you waste the 3,500 bucks. So never put the math behind it unless you really want to make yourself work hard. <laughs> okay. All right. So at any time, you know, you can come in the chat, ask questions in the chat, come off mute. Uh, Milu, can you go to the first slide, please? So there is basically five steps that I want to talk to you about. And that is right here. So the first thing I want you to remember is that when you're making your initial contact with someone, you want to make, make it as specific as possible. A really good example is street techs. I run a lot of waterfront ads, waterfront homes. That is, that's my niche, right? So I run a lot of ads for people who are looking for waterfront homes. So if my first text message, my first email, my first phone call is not specifically about what they called about, it makes the conversation very, very, very weird. So there's a lot of science out there that says you want to contact people within seven minutes. I don't know what it is anymore. I say 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I also say that if you're having an auto text go out, your auto text should not go out immediately. Like, I don't think anything should feel like it's automated. It needs to be automated, but it shouldn't feel like that to a lead, in my opinion. So if the lead comes in inquiring about a list of waterfront homes, that very first phone call, that very first text, that very first email is, hey, thanks so much for inquiring about my list of waterfront homes. 
um, I want to just double check. Did, did you get the list or what specifically you're looking for? Just ask, like, are you, you, you literally asked about waterfront homes. So here you go. Make sense. Um, okay. So first step, make it within 15 minutes and make it as specific as possible. All right. So the second tip that I have for you when it comes to lead conversion is you guys stop referring to them as leads. Stop saying I have a lead. I got to call leads back. Because the thing is, the more you think about someone as a lead, the harder it is to have a conversation. When you start thinking about the person on the other end, it is a human being. How would you talk to your best friend about the real estate market? How would you talk to your mom? How would you talk to your dad? Right? How would you talk to anybody about real estate? A human being. What, what I found is that when you start to think of, think of everyone as leads, then we go into the whole, like, what do I say? What do I, what do I do next? What do I ask? How do I do this? How do I pick up the phone? How do I have a conversation? But if you kind of shift your mindset to thinking about, Hey, I'm talking to a human being. They, they're curious about water from homes. What would I say to my best friend? It's a very, 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 very different style than trying to practice a script, do some role play and, and try to try to call a lead, like call a lead. Does that make sense? Like, if you're thinking about, if you're thinking about like, I go, I go, I talk about this all the time because the, the thing is that I had to shift my mindset and stop saying leads. Yes, I'm saying leads here, but I never, even in my CRM, if we have someone who is inquiring about something, I really don't even like anyone on my team to make a note that says lead said this, lead wants this. We use their name because when you put a name to it, it's a human being. It's not a lead anymore. All right. What do we got? What's our next one? So weird. I'm not driving. Okay. <laughs> you guys multiple use multiple ways of connection. This should be pretty simple. Cut and dry text. Yes. Phone call and email. Okay. I'm a huge proponent for picking up that darn phone. You guys, the reality is that I don't really convert a lot over the phone. To be honest with you, I convert more through text and email, but the reason why you want to have the phone call is because they need to hear your voice. They need to be able to personify you. Make make that you're not just a salesperson. You're a human being, just like we want them to feel like they're a human being, right? So the phone call is really, really important. Plus, you never know. What if they do answer the phone and they and they do and they do decide that hey, they want to talk to you a little bit more, right? Phone call, phone call, phone call, text and email. Those are my three ways of communicating. You can get a little bit. Um, you can go in a little bit deeper and you could do Facebook DM, Instagram DM, LinkedIn DM, but you always want to remember, you got to meet them where they're at. Meet them where they're at, which means that if they are texting you back, text them. If they are emailing you back, email them, right? If they're Facebook DMing you, which does happen a lot. I do actually get a lot of people that come in through Facebook DM. Talk to them on DM. Don't try to like shift the conversation to the way you want the conversation to go, right? Let talk to them where they're at. Okay, what's our next one here? Okay, so this is where the systems come in really, really in place. And then this is also where your consistency needs to be really important. My automations take someone from the time they come into my database out for at least two years. And those automations include uh, drip campaigns that have text, phone calls, emails. And my drip campaigns 
all have video incorporated. Now, not every single email has a video, not every single one. Okay. The other thing that I make sure that I incorporate in a lot of my drip campaigns is actual stories, right? Cause you know, I'm a huge proponent for telling stories. So I never just say, look at this five-star review we got from a client. I'll actually tell the story of a client who actually used my services, tell the story behind it. Right. We can go all the way back to the, the six or seven part storytelling series that we did. But the thing that's really, really, really important is making sure that you are incorporating the content that you put online. So if you're creating story content on Facebook, you're creating story content on Instagram, whatever platform you're on, that same sort of content should be incorporated into your drip campaigns. And don't be afraid to actually copy and paste a post. If you had a post that performed really well online, don't be afraid to copy and paste that same post into one of your drip campaign emails and share that. Because if it performed well online, how do you, it could probably help you convert through email. Um, the other thing that I always incorporate, and I think you guys have heard me talk about it before, is HomeBot. So any seller lead always goes into HomeBot. Anytime I get a home value request, it 100% of the time goes into HomeBot. And I have HomeBot blown out with about, what is it, like 15 videos throughout HomeBot. And the reason why I'm a huge proponent for HomeBot is because it's $27 a month. In Washington State, it's $27.35 a month with tax. You can have 500, 500, 500 people in there, okay? And it automatically sends out a reminder to everyone in there every month of their home value. It's a, it's a huge value piece, huge value piece. HomeBot is the number one source of all of my conversion. So my sellers, number one, I would say... 65% of my seller leads have responded to a HomeBot email. So it's not like they're doing it, not, they're still getting everything else, but they're responding to the HomeBot email. Linnea, we're ready to sell our house. Hey, Linnea, can you take a, can you take a look at this, right? So every single time I get a seller lead, they go into HomeBot. That also makes for a really easy conversation when you're calling someone back who came in from like a street tax lead. Why don't you want to, you want to get an automated home value update? Let me help you with that. Right. Super easy. Okay. Uh, and the fifth, the fifth tip that I have for you is you got to let retargeting do a lot of your heavy lifting. Just let retargeting do your heavy lifting. Utilize Google and Facebook. I'm now learning Bing, utilizing those tools to retarget leads that have come into your database or have clicked on one of your ads that's going to do a lot of your heavy lifting. That's when the people are just going to be like, oh, I saw you like a million times. So if you're not retargeting right now, you need to do one of two things. You need to do it, A, but you need to learn how to do it the right way. I am not, I don't teach people how to retarget. I tell people, if you want to learn how to retarget, go follow Crystal Mayshore or go to Street Text and let, and let them do it for you. Chris has got a way better way to retarget in my opinion, but Street Text can help you do it as well. Really easy. So if you are not retargeting right now, you are literally wasting your money on lead generation, in my personal opinion. This is where like, it, it's just automatic for you. People see you a hundred times before they come through or before they call you. Went to that real fast, real fast. All right, that's my top, those are my top five tips. Um, what's going on here? Milo, can you stop sharing? Okay, so those are my top five tips to lead conversion. So I wanna ask you, how many of you are doing 
some or all of that. Great. So there's a lot who are not, a lot who are not. So those of you who are doing a lot of it, tell me um, what are some of the things that you you think are that you think are did I miss anything on these on my tips a, and then what are you doing with any of these things that I've said that is help working for you. Well, I do have to say I'm not doing number four right now because I switched brokerages to EXP. So I have to get my automation, everything set up, but we're working on a lead gen platform to get that back up in, in business. Um, I like what you said, uh, number two, about being human. Uh, you know, I, that's something I've trained a lot of my agents over the years to be personable on the, on the phone. Um, you don't have to be their best friend on the phone. Those initial contacts are to create an opportunity to sit down for an appointment where you can become their best friend. But you have to be, if, if it seems like you're reading a script, like, hey, I saw you were looking at houses here. And like, people are going to be like, they're going to, their wall's going to go up right away. They're going to feel like they're talking to a salesperson and you're not going to get anywhere with that. So my, the key thing that I would say for really anyone is you have to take the frustration or the edge off of the person that you're speaking to right away because their lizard brain's immediately going to go into, this person's trying to sell me something right? You need to get that wall right away. Like I've had, you know, it's a little facetious, but um, like I've had people be like, well, I'm at work right now. And I'm, I'd be like, well, yeah, me too. You know, and tell me a little about your situation. You know, like I got, you know, I've got you on the phone right now. Tell me what's going on. And then from there, it's just about giving value and explaining things. I, I've always tried to explain things in a way where maybe they hadn't considered something, and then I bring that to the forefront. And now they're thinking about that. And then I bring another thing. Now they're thinking about that. And then now they're like, wow, this is a lot more difficult than what I had expected. And the goal is to make it so that in a 10-minute conversation with someone on the phone, they feel like they got more value from you than their best friend who is a real estate agent for the last three years. So those are the only things. Um, the automation stuff, I got to get that back up since I, I canceled out my previous lead gen platform when I switched over. But uh, otherwise, yeah. Everything else is uh, the retargeting is key. Facebook, YouTube, Google, all of it. Yep. Yep. I think the retargeting is like, that's the gold, gold mine. So if you're not doing retargeting, like you gotta, you gotta do it. <laughs> Those are the easiest clients in the yeah. world too. Cause they're just like, where do I sign? Yeah. Like I like, see you everywhere. <laughs> that literally, that literally just happened. I just signed a listing agreement um, yesterday. Lead came in, um, should okay, follow my own advice. They, the people came in from um, Street Text uh, about a year and a half ago, and it was a home value add, which is why I'm a huge proponent for the Street Text home value add. It's the only one I love. Like, I love it, love it, love it. I don't care how much money it costs me because I convert a ton of those leads. Um, but anyway, so they came in from the Street Text home value add about a year and a half ago. And of course, they were in HomeBot. They went through my entire Street Text like seller lead conversion. Um, and we've talked to them a few times on the phone. I learned in the second phone call I ever had with her that she had a, uh, she had a, a foot infection. It was in the hospital. I was about to get her foot amputated. And that makes her a human, right? All of a sudden she's a human. People have their own crap that they're going through on a daily basis, right? So I didn't, I wasn't trying to push. I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And what, is there anything I can do? Like just as a human being, right? I sent her a card. I just sent her a handwritten note. I said, you know, I'm so sorry to learn about your, your foot. If there's ever anything or any way it can be of service, just let me know. She, she calls me right after she got that card. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. So I completely took away the barrier completely took away the barrier, 
right? I have not talked to her on the phone in over a year, but she has seen me on Facebook, right? She's seen my, my home bought emails. She's not, she wasn't on any drip campaigns because like they had kind of, they, when we switched CRMs, she got missed in getting a new drip campaign, but thank goodness she was retargeted me at, at home bought. So oh, just signed that listing appointment. We're putting her on the market here on, on the 10th of August. So I will just tell you like having that ability to be able to connect with someone on, you know, like Alex said, I didn't try to be your best friend on the first, on the first call. What was my goal? My goal was just to be able to establish a relationship, right? And so then I was able to take that relationship to a completely new level um, once I learned more about her. Anybody else? What's working for you? Suma, you came off of me. Did you have something? No, all these years, I was a buyer's agent. I wanted to change to the listing agent. What is the process? First step I should do, street techs or how do I get the lead? How, what, how to go from a buyer's agent to a listing agent? Correct. Um, how many listings have you had? Uh, maybe 20, 30. Yeah. That's a lot. Uh, my personal opinion is um, you need to start telling more seller stories. You need to start creating content that's more geared towards sellers. I mean, that's literally what I did for the last four years. All I've created is content about sellers, 100%. And the reason why is because, and I also run seller ads. Seller ads are a lot more expensive. Um, and and there are sell, talking to sellers is, is a lot harder than it is to talk to buyers, but that's why I do it, right? Because the thing is, I look at it as like, if you are a home seller, right? If, if I'm talking to home sellers, it's kind of already assumed that I also help buyers, right? But if you're focusing your content only on buyers, it's a little bit harder for someone to automatically assume that you sell oh, homes. Okay. Got listing it. selling and then that's, that's my opinion someone else might have some different insights so i would love to hear if anyone else has any different insight but i 100 percent believe that your content needs to be speaking to the audience you want to talk to so if you want to start talking to sellers you have to talk to them you have to okay. like God. if you don't yeah and that's what i do so i think um but you have you have 20 listings that's plenty that's plenty of content no, no, no. i have done 20 listings in 20 years i was always a buyer agent it doesn't matter it doesn't matter I don't care if it's 20 listings in 20 years. Yeah. You can tell those stories. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I will start from today. I will respond to you. All right. Yeah. But Suma, you should go back to when we started, when we did the um the storytelling content, right? And we talked yeah. about the customer story. I know. Like if you will go back and watch that replay on the customer story, I think that's gonna really help with like talking to the customer that you want to that okay. you want to have yeah. but you've got to be really 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 clear about who that person is like a hundred percent clear right okay. you can't it can't just be a there's no gray line really especially in this market you've got to be able to shift and speak directly to your person okay i think i think i did that mistake i never uh, posted anything related to the seller always the buyer so i got the buyers got it yeah yeah all sellers you are sellers. so smart dear you're so smart <laughs> Super. <laughs> you know, I just, I have, a, I have a very strong business acumen, you know, because you have to remember my, uh, my um, history is in business process, right, for corporate America. So like, I'm very much about processes and systems. And I think that's really, really, really important to have. Um, and I just love marketing. So Good. of course, I had, I had the best marketing Thanks. coach in the world. So <laughs> best marketing coach in the world. So, um, but I have a really strong business acumen. So all right. Oh, Wendy joined us. Hi, Wendy. Hey. 
Miss you. So we were we we're talking about lead conversion. Alex, Alex, you guys, I don't know. Do any, do any, does everyone know who Alex is? Y'all know him? Oh my gosh. So Alex. <laughs> I'm looking I'm for like, him. Where, oh, there you are. There you are. I see you. So Alex hopped on. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm a little starstruck. Alex is on the call. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I feel the same way about you, Lene. So yeah. <laughs> we, sat, we sat next to each other last February on stage, I remember. Yeah. yeah, we did. We did. So you guys, Alex, um, Alex, your history, if I, if I, if I know correctly, is like you, you have like a team, you, like you train people on actually calling and converting. Like, that's like what you do. That's like kind of your thing, right? Uh, well, I mean, my thing is digital marketing and attraction-based right. marketing, like what we do. Um, right. I, but when I started in the business, I was doing phone prospecting for two to three hours a day, five days a week. Um, it was successful for me. It made me a lot of money. It put me probably in the top 20 agents in my city at that time. Um, I realized really quickly that that was a hamster wheel though. If you don't prospect every single day is going to affect your paycheck 90 days down the road. So um, personally, uh, you know, I, I, I live a lifestyle by design. I take a week off every single month. I like to travel. I like to go around. I just got back from a trip where I took four of the last five weeks off. So that was, that was pretty cool in the middle of summer. Right. And I, that was, that was a dream come true for me, but, um, that was, a, but initially, um, I had been a phone prospector for a significant period of time. The trick with that is those people don't know you from Adam. So you really have to right away, get that barrier down. You have to explain to them, show them that you are knowledgeable in what you're talking about, that you can explain it in an easy understand way. So it's not like super like over their head, right? Like I feel like a lot of realtors um, in, in many ways are kind of pretentious about like how knowledgeable they are. And like, for me, it's like, it's like, look, this is what I, I use. Kind of like what Lene said, I use stories when I talk to buyers and to sellers all the time. Like, hey, this is what I saw last week. This is what we've been seeing it here in the market right now. Um, I always, in initial conversations with people, I always want to know what their current situation is. I want to know what they know about the market because I want people to admit that maybe they don't know everything. And then I want to be able to bring at least two or three bits of, of good value or maybe mindset shifts around things, right? Um, an example would be like someone's like, well, I don't want to buy right now because, you know, interest rates are high. Well, you understand like that's the same thing that a lot of buyers are going through right now. My fear is interest rates drop 1% and the floodgates open up and now you're competing with four or five times as many buyers. Whereas you could purchase today, refinance when those rates go lower. Right now they're, they're thinking about something a little bit differently and you never want to be pushy. Um, I've never been a, a, a pushy salesperson. I've always been, you know, just give them as much as I possibly can and kind of overwhelm them where they're like, wow, this person knows what they're talking about. I want to talk to them, them more, but I, I personally, uh, I do not prospect myself anymore. Um, I shouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, I do like once every quarter where I'm like, you know, let me just see if I can run the dialer for like an hour and then end up picking up like a client or two out of it. So it's like, I should keep doing this. Uh, but I, but I, today, nowadays, I'm much more focused on, you know, lifestyle. I, I don't want to work more than 20 hours a week. Um, I say that, but, you know, I'm, I'm an education junkie. Like I'm always on Zoom calls and reading books and podcasts and things like that. So I'm always in on that stuff, but I don't want to be working too much. We make, you know, I, I'm, I'm a young guy and I really designed my life around being able to travel and, and, and do it that way. But um, I know how to prospect. I've trained my agents how to prospect for the last five years. They've been successful in my territory. Um, there's like nominations for best real estate agent. I won last year, the year before I was runner up. 
um, this year I'm nominated. And one of my agents who I trained how to do that is also nominated within that as well. And all we, we did with him was make sure he understood how to have those conversations and make it so it works out a lot easier. But yeah. Thank that's you. That's why I wanted you guys to understand like what he said, a couple of things, prospecting two to three hours a day, five days a week. Okay. No one really wants to do that. No one wants to do that. But if you are not use if you're if you don't have systems in place to follow up with people and convert people that is exactly what you're going to be doing that is what you're going to be doing so that's where the automations of retargeting and being able to try to have conversations with people that is that is what you need to be doing so two to three hours a day i i am not and i'm assuming assuming you're talking about uh fizzbos and expireds like when you're talking about prospecting we're doing a lot of I, that I, I did google leads uh okay. commission sync was yeah. was what we used which is yeah it's, it's good. It's, it's a decent platform and it did make us a lot of money and I didn't turn it off until just last month. And I would have my other agents that would turn over the leads to, to prospect them. Yeah. Julie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, actually question for either Linnea, Alex, or Wendy, anybody can answer this. I am right now doing the prospecting for the circle calling to get the listings. So what I sold in the neighborhood, now calling the circle calling for that. I'm not doing just a random call. So if I send something like, hey, the newsletter, whether you got it, where I'm, my my struggle right now is where you can get the best phone numbers or the which platforms that you use, because so many times it's so frustrating that we get the numbers, but those are not working. You know, it's I'm just single agent. And I try to make, my goal is 30 calls, 10 video texts every day. And that with I'm not the best person to help you with that because I don't do that. We have a, I have a team that circle prospects for me. Um, and it's a service that I use and I don't know where they get their phone numbers, but my circle prospecting includes, um, like if we're doing an open house, we have an open house campaign. Yes. It's like an actual like door knocking campaign. Okay. Um, we also do a lot of circle prospecting with, uh, digital ads. So I don't, why don't, why don't do, I personally do not know where to get circle prospecting phone numbers. Anybody, um, anybody, anybody, anybody here? That's what Besides that's them.com. That's all I know because of Linnea. <laughs> yeah. Which Everything else costs money. <laughs> yeah. I like free because I spend a lot of money on, I spend a lot of money on marketing. So I like to keep all that <laughs> as free as possible, but I don't know. I've heard Red X is good. Does anybody else circle prospect and do you get numbers that you can help Dewey? What Wait, did you say, Wendy? What? Yeah, Wendy. That's them.com. That's that them.com. And then we also use Remind. So sometimes Remind has it, the information. Uh, that's Remind and know which one was the first, Wendy? Uh, that's them. That's so them. The okay. Yeah, T -H -A -T -H. I have no clue about that one. I yeah, have it's free. It's free, yeah. but you know, sometimes it's valid and sometimes it's not. And they only allow you to do 10 a day. Just yeah. saying. Okay. I'd, I'd rather. I, I know that you're close to me uh, and probably we're using the same CRM. Um, I'm in New Jersey, but I know you're in Pennsylvania. And I know you're Carol Williams, so it's actually all our Pennsylvania, South Jersey area. Um, use the same. Are you with Bright MLS? Yeah, Bright MLS. Which yes. one? Can you type it in? Which one did you say? Because I use Remind right now. Yes, so I know I have some friends in Keller Williams who are also in the pro coaching program and they try to use your system. Uh, and the coaches say that it's not so effective, uh, but also they're not big fans on the um, uh, Red X. Right. So I think that you have to try what works for you. 
this is my my suggestion. I don't think that you're gonna find the right answer until you try. But uh, here in Kevin Williams, who are in the pro coach in some of the offices, they give this system for free. In some, yeah, uh, we do have the course. Some other you have to pay for. But uh, as far as I understand, some of my friends that they use it, they're not happy with the results either. Okay. Alex, do you have? I don't think that we have remind anymore. We, we do, do have remind. You do? With yeah, us you connected. On, on the remind.com, like not through MLS. Oh, okay. So I, 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 I would have paid for leads, um, but that's me. And so the way that I always looked at it is when I first got into business for the first 18 months, I was on a 50-50 split with my broker. My previous broker was 100% commission with a desk fee. So what I did is I just took that, I continued with that 50-50 split for the first like year. And then I slowly dialed it back to where my expenses were only 30% of my income, right? Um, but I believe that you have to reinvest in your business and um, speed likes money. So if you want to get good quality leads, you need to pay somebody who can make it so that they're going to funnel you those leads. Uh, I mean, you can, if you're just going on, you know, Zillow or even like Red X or some of the other, you know, like land voice, things like that um, for like expireds and FISBOs and stuff like that, you and probably about, I don't know, probably 20 agents, 30 agents in that market are probably doing the exact same thing, right? Um, and those people are so fed up with hearing from realtors at that point they don't they don't want to hear it anymore um i personally don't chase those people also uh, for whatever reason fizbos they are just in their mind it some 30 percent of them are just nuts and then the other like 70 percent just want to you know cut the realtors out so they can save money which i get it's a lot of money right we cost we are expensive it's, it's almost criminal <laughs> but but <laughs> but uh but uh, i mean i would i would figure out a way to you know, you get a $10,000 commission check, look at it, be like, okay, now I'm going to take 3000 of this. I'm going to figure out some new sort of marketing, uh, branding, lead generation marketing, you know, whether that's coaching, whether that's um, lead generation. The thing is, if you are going to spend money on lead generation, and Lene said this, if you're going to spend the money, you better do the freaking work. Like, 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 why are you going to spend $3,000 on something and then do nothing with it? Um, I think about that same thing within the the Mayshore program. I've been a member of her program for four and a half years, you know, and, you know, her program costs, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It's worth it. Uh, but I see people spend that money and then they just don't do the work, you know, and it's like, well, you don't just, you know, you have to do the things that get the results. Like this isn't when you pay, you pay attention. That's one thing. Um, but I believe that, you know, having some sort of lead generation platform out there is, is, is important. Uh, the CRMs are great for that. A lot of those things will integrate with things like HomeBot, like Lene uses, right? Like a lot of those things, you can download CVS files and retarget to them on Facebook, reroute them to your Google page. Now you're everywhere and they can't ignore you. Um, I personally like Sync. They are very expensive. Um, there are additional ones like chime. I think, you know, this, you know, like, like with an EXP, I know they have like an ex a paid for chime option. That's a little bit cheaper. I know that's, that's a thing I've never personally used them, but I've heard good things, uh, bold, bold leads. Um, I probably wouldn't go that route. Uh, real geeks. I mean, there's the, the options are limitless and that's also the scary thing too, because, because as real estate agents, we make a significant amount of money. We get targeted by a lot of these companies to like get 
us to like enter into a long-term contract, pay them thousands of dollars, and then nothing ever comes out of it. Do not, oh, sorry, I probably shouldn't say this, but uh, do not pay uh, HomeSnap, whatever, their, their premier oh, home. Oh my yeah. God. I, I went into a one-year contract with them. $12,000 later, I had one sale and it was the worst transaction ever. And I was never into- or, or market leader. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I think having exclusive leads and, and working it that way, personally, I actually, I actually do like working with buyers. I would say I'm probably 70% buy side. Um, I'm weird. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, like I, I, I feel a good sense of fulfillment representing those people and getting them into a home and working out that way. But that's why I like sync, right? Um, uh, really good one. That's fairly inexpensive. Street text, Lene was talking about. That's a really great way to get leads. It works really well if you're utilizing Krista Mayshore's techniques because they're going to see your videos and then they're also going to see the lead gen platform come through. Um, that one's pretty inexpensive. I want to say they're like $150, $200 a month and then you got to put ad spend behind it. Yeah, so I think uh, I think ultimately, Chewy, what you learned is that no one on this, no one on this call is really, we're not, we don't, we don't really do like circle prospecting to that to that extent. I mean, uh, all of my circle prospecting is like I said, it's digital or it is uh, traditional on steroids without the cold calls. I just don't. I don't like to chase. I, I hate the chase. I like to let. I like to let the automations do the work, right? So if we hear like, I don't. I don't push anyone on my team like to keep trying to have a conversation if someone doesn't want to have a conversation with them. Right. I want, but I do ask them, I do push them to ask questions. Like if you have someone who gets them on the phone and they start, they, they start having a, a conversation with you and they start having some objections, I do encourage them to ask questions to learn about the objection. Right. But I don't ever push them. I don't want to chase. And I feel like with the, a lot of the cold calling, if I do it, like I said, I hire a service. It's called circleprospect.com for, they can do a circle prospecting campaign for your, um, for your uh, open houses or your new listings, they'll call 200 leads for you or 200 people for you. Um, and they'll call them up to four times. And then they'll give you a report. Um, and I don't even remember how much it is anymore. I think it's like 250, 250 bucks for a campaign. But I mean, that was really, really, really successful. And then I didn't have to do it. And so the people that they would like transfer to me, I would learn real quick whether or not I was actually gonna be spending some time. And I've actually had two uh, sellers come through but they did the, they did they did the beginning and then I let retargeting and automations do the uh, heavy lifting. So thank you. Okay. So much. Well, this is a good conversation. Thank you. Um, is there any questions in the chat that didn't get answered? No. We have Alex and Wendy talking back and forth about Wendy's. I just wanted to tell Joy <laughs> that if you use command because I was with command, they don't have pixel and you won't be able to retarget. So this is a problem. Got it. Okay. They were willing. And I found this the hard way. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you, Petya. Um, She's right. in a weird market. <laughs> she is. She is. Again, I, I, weird. Like, there's nothing in the tax record about any houses. Like, how do you? I don't know. Well, Idaho's that way too. Some some states are, are non-disclosure states and they don't, they don't share that. Like a bedroom and a bath and a garage and square footage. Like, I <laughs> can't answer that for you. Uh, Isabel, relocate to Vegas. Yeah, um, you know, I just have a question. After a listing, after um, a home gets sold, do you recommend sending like a postcard or or two um, to the neighborhood 
where I had the listing and then possibly also called at, um, uh, the neighborhood as well. So you're talking about uh, like a just listed, just sold campaign? Just sold. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I, I have a, my just sold campaign. It's actually a series of letters. It's more of a correspondence versus a postcard because everyone's sending postcards. Um, and I use uh, Wise Pelican because I'll do handwritten envelopes, handwritten letters. Um, and they uh, that's, that's what we do. And we uh, partner with our title company. They they pick us about 40 addresses for each listing that have the highest propensity to sell. And that's what we do. Okay. And do you follow up with calling them as well? No. I guide them. I guide them to my website and let them come in. If they, if they, if, if they give me their input, if they come to my website and they put a contact information in there, yes, I do. But I don't just like call them. We just send them a series of letters. It's like you just drip on them through mail because the goal is when you're dripping on them through mail, you want to get them to your website. So then you can pixel them, right? And then you can retarget them. That's where the heavy lifting, that's where retargeting comes in, right? So if you're doing a postcard or you're doing a, a letter or doing any sort of mail campaign, um, you need to guide them back to your website. Like core fact will like let, the, let you do the home value things and it'll guide them to the core fact home value thing, which is cool. But the goal is to get them to your website. Okay. So okay. how many times do you, touch them uh, with the direct mail after um, you sold the property? Six. Six times? Okay. But they also get a touch when the, list, when the listing goes live, when it goes pending, and then when it sells six times after. Six, six, so it's a, total of, it's a total of nine. Okay. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Suma. Okay. I got the phone numbers and I'm scared to call them because, you know, if they, if it is in the do not call list. Uh, well, the do not call us, I probably wouldn't mess with that. I mean, if they get the difference would be like, if they gave you their contact information and asked you to call them, that's a little bit different, but if you're just getting numbers, um, and yeah. it's like cold numbers and it's, they're on the do not call, I wouldn't call them. Okay. Got it. But if you have an address and you do, you have a mail campaign, like I incorporate mail. Okay, thank you, thank you. That's right. I have a lot of title company gave me the address and phone numbers. I'm just worried, you know, to call yeah. them. Yeah, I would like you kind of have to respect the do not call list, right? Because like, <laughs> if if someone gives you their contact info, it's very different than if you're just cold calling. So yeah. it's also okay, part of the reason I, don't I shouldn't call. call. Okay. Thank yeah, you. that's also the part of the reason I don't cold call. Because oh. again, you're you know, it's going back to the chase, you guys. All these things, it's going back to the chase. You want to attract people to you. Now you need to focus on how to find those people. They they don't just come online. Believe me, I'm all about content. You know, I, I like I said, I told I did a six a seven part series on organic storytelling content. I'm all about content, right? But there are things in the traditional real estate models that really work. So if you're incorporating mail, for example, direct mail is a high, high, high return for me. It has a high return. Um, but direct mail is not just direct mail, right? It's not, it's not just that it's guiding them back to my website. So then I can pixel them, then they can put on an email drip campaign, then they can get retargeted. Right. And then hopefully at one point, they're going to want me to reach out to them or the ones who don't weed themselves out. I have people weed themselves out, um, every day, every day. It's great. I love it. Yeah. I'm right now following only the location domination um, and I'm getting the results, but I just had a curiosity if we can get some more phone numbers, things like that to invite them for open house mm -hmm. and things, but that's okay. no, but definitely location domination works. And I love Krista's information. So mm -hmm. it's also cool because I'm on grocery carts. So I would tell you, you guys, 
Um, I invest totally invest in grocery carts, hundred percent. I also invest in like kiosks, but the reason why is not so I can get leads. That's not the way it works. It's because I already have a presence in my community. I already have a presence and so now they're seeing me in a couple more places. So that's what you want to kind of look at it as. If you're a new agent and you're getting those calls to be on the golf cart tees or to be on the, go the, the grocery carts or whatever all those things are, and you don't have a presence in your community, don't do it. It's a waste of your money because that's not what it's for. So, okay. Uh, we are well over time. Thank you everyone for sticking around. Um, um, I'll, I'll, well, this, this replay will be posted in the Facebook group, probably, hopefully, I don't know when, uh, probably in a couple of days, but we'll get it in there. Um, and there we go. I will see you all next week. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.